The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Power Rankings Tuesday, presented, of course, by the fine folks over at DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. A lot of you hear me other places, Dan Patrick, Jim Rome. WIP Radio, calling games for CBS, Westwood One. I got a doubleheader this weekend. Army against Villanova. Titans, Bills, should be an absolute blast. I also have this here podcast. I actually have a whole podcast network. This show, the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, it's Monday through Friday. Every day, 30 minutes or less. The only thing you need to know about what's going on in the National Football League. We have a betting podcast, Even Money, that's very popular. A fantasy podcast, Fantasy Feast. Of course, we also have a college betting prospect podcast as well called the College Draft Podcast. If you want to make sure you're up on everything, I highly encourage you to follow us on social media, at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod, depending on what platform you're on. You can always watch these shows as well. I got new lighting and everything. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I love it. It makes it so that my uh, my my forehead doesn't look as shiny, which is really nice because I don't like having shiny forehead. Tuesdays, what I do is I do power rankings. I talk about every team in the NFL, including your team, and I talk about the Monday night game. Boy, that was a doozy. And let you know exactly where I think your team stands. Shout out today to Fleming Peterson. He is the latest Tuckhead patron. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Make sure you go to Patreon.com slash RT Media. Then become a member at the Tuckheads level. $10 a month. You get to be part of our community, part of our private Slack channel, and you get all of the bets to the Vaunted Even Money podcast. Let's roll, Bri. It's power rankings time. Big Show. Now I forget. Aren't we doing the big show with the recap first and then the power rankings? 
Sometimes I so, forget too. Every at year we point, go back and forth. At one point, it's so funny, Brian. I couldn't remember. At one point, we would do the game and then just get into it. Then the other point, we said, let's just talk about the game during the power rankings. I couldn't remember either. Now that it's awkward and now that you hit the big show sounder, I'm going to talk about the game. Go for Maybe it. Maybe we'll take a vote. Let us know. Do you want me to just talk about the game? while I'm within the power ranking, since we talk about the teams anyway, or do we just talk about the game? I think you might be right, Bri. We talk about the game to separate that out. Then I tell you about Symbol, which I'm like obsessed with right now. Then we do the power rankings. I barely mentioned Seattle and Denver because we already talked about them. So Russell Wilson got booed pretty significantly throughout the game, you know, when what matters, right? Coming out before the game, coming out for the coin toss. I don't really understand it. I can tell you, I'll tell you right now, Bri, this is how it works, okay? Go ahead and write this down. Star player leaves team. Team leaks to members of local media who still need those contacts that star player wanted out, star player forced his way out. Team leaks their quote-unquote side of the story. Media feeds that to the local fans. Good percentage of local fans buy in and have animosity towards the player that's no longer there. That's the script. That's how it goes almost all the time. That's how it goes with Russell Wilson. These Seahawks fans are so mad that he wanted out after the organization tried to trade him multiple times before that. Don't even get me started. I think it's a disgrace that Seahawks fans booed him when he ran out. I think you cheer like heck for the Seahawks. I'm not even okay with booing Russell Wilson during the game. But when he ran out to be booing him like that, after what he just did for you for 10 years, I, I think it's I think it's a disgrace. It really is. The Seahawks marched, Bry, on their opening drive. Geno had several good passes including throwing a touchdown pass to Will Disley. Geno Smith actually looked at times, Bri, like Russell Wilson. That's kind of who he reminded me of. It was really impressive. And and by the way, couldn't be happier for that guy. Couldn't be happier for that guy. I love guys that get second chances. I love resiliency. You guys know I love when a guy gets an opportunity and makes the most of it. So anyway... The play to Disley for the first touchdown was very Russell Wilson-esque from Geno. Jamal Adams got hurt. Feels like that happens a lot to him. Boy, they gave up a lot and paid him a lot for him to get hurt as much as he does. I don't blame him for that. It sounds like, according to Dr. Chow and Sports Injury Central, sounds like it might be a torn ACL. That's awful. I feel bad for Jamal. I love how he plays. I love how hard he plays. Bad. Um, Russell Wilson wasn't even a great throw, but he hit Jerry Judy for a touchdown. Awesome job by Judy to break a tackle, take it to the house. So it's 10-10. And then Geno played well again. Then he hit Parkinson for a touchdown. They had 17 points at halftime, did the Seahawks. Geno took care of the ball, played very well. It was 17-13 at halftime. Final score was 17-16. The Broncos had three trips, for those of you who didn't watch, inside the Seattle 10 in the second half. 
and got three points. They fumbled on the goal line twice. Twice. And then, which should just never happen, you have a quarterback as crafty as Russell Wilson, as agile as Russell Wilson. You, you can't have that happen. And then horrible, I mean horrible, end-of-the-game clock management from Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos. They end up attempting a 64-yard field goal. It misses. I have no idea what they were doing with their timeouts. I have no idea what they were doing attempting that field goal. They lost a game that they absolutely should not have lost. And now they got to live with it. And you got to decide right now, you buying stock in the Seahawks now? Because it's probably pretty low, but going up. You buying stock in the Broncos? Are you still buying stock in the Broncos? You can literally do that now at Symbol the stock market for sports. I actually wanted to, look, I already was low on the Cowboys. I wanted to sell stock in the Cowboys watching them Sunday night. Then I realized I don't actually have stock in the Cowboys. I got to ask the symbol guys, can you short a team? I need, I want to like get into this. I want to short the Cowboys. Pro football focus calls symbol the perfect blend of sports and the stock market, offering a brand new way to invest in your favorite teams and profit off their success. This is not like betting on a game or a prop bet. This is like, I believe in this organization, this GM and their head coach and where they're going, or the opposite, right? Which organizations do you believe in? Because their value is going to go up if if you're right. Which organizations do you think are dumpster fires? Because they're probably going to go down. Download the Symbol mobile app for iOS by searching SIM. B-U-L-L in the App Store and use promo code ROSS to receive a free team stock valued up to $150 upon signing up. I guess I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. Like, why would you not get the Symbol app, use promo code ROSS, and get the free $150 stock? You'd have to explain to me why you wouldn't do that. That's code ROSS to claim your free stock on the Symbol mobile app. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for the all-important power ranking. The worst team in the history of the NFL is... Number 32, the New York Jets. Really bad. I, I, I mean, there's people saying that they've got some young players that did some good things. Okay. I mean, I... You know, they gave up three big touchdowns. I guess you could argue the defense showed some life, showed some improvement. The offense showed very, very little. They're, they just aren't good enough at the quarterback position. That's the thing that's holding them back. The Jets are one of those teams I'd actually like to see, Bry, how they'd be if they had um, a top 20 type quarterback. Number 31, Chicago Bears. I only moved them up one spot. That was an impressive win. But 
it's only one week. And I, I try not to move teams too much based on one week, but they won. They did a really a lot of good things in the second half. I just don't know how much of that is like Trey Lance isn't very good. And how much of that is, well, it was a monsoon, you know? 30, the Jaguars. You know, I don't know if this is fair or not. I dropped them several spots. They lost a close game on the road by about what the the betting margin was. I guess I was just a little bit disappointed by them. I, I thought they'd play a little bit better. You know, letting Wentz have four touchdown passes like that, getting beat over the top. They had other opportunities in the red zone. They didn't cash in. Uh, I just kind of expected a little bit more from them. 29, Houston Texans. Texans are probably maybe about what I thought, maybe a little bit better. I still, I, I've read the quotes from Lovey Smith. What a loser's mentality he had when he did that, when he went uh, punted on fourth and three. I mean, that is a loser's mentality that I don't think puts him in good standing with the locker room. I can tell you that much right now. Those guys don't want to play for a tie at that point. Give me a break. Lovey. 28, the Falcons. Really good start for them. They just couldn't finish. I guess I already, from the preseason, thought they'd be a little bit better than other people did, so I had them ranked a little bit higher than other people did probably. But they're, um, they're not terrible. They're, 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 they look like they'll be competitive. I don't think they're going to win very many games. I think they'll be competitive. Number 27, the aforementioned Seahawks. Moved up three spots. You know, they, they did some really good things on defense. Geno Smith played well. You know, I losing Jamal Adams hurts. They still only scored 17 points. They should have given up a lot more than 16. I still don't think the Seahawks win very many games. Number 26, Carolina Panthers. Dropped them a few spots, really mainly more because of the teams behind them showing some life. The Panthers are basically what I thought they would be. They feel like a 6-7 win team. They've got some good players. Baker will be inconsistent. He's kind of consistently inconsistent. You know, they've got some players, on, but they're not good enough up front, both sides of the ball. 25, Giants. The G-Men, winning record. G-Men, moving up in the world. Listen, I'm not sure how good they are, but I think they got the right coach. And I think their star running back is back. And those are at least two pretty good things to build on. Number 24, Cleveland Browns. Found a way to win. And they've got the right formula. Miles Garrett, you go kill people. And on offense, run the rock. Jacoby, don't turn it over. Run the rock. Give it to Chubb. Throw some short passes to Hunt. And try to win close ones. That's what they should do. 23, Dallas Cowboys. So the Cowboys, I dropped eight spots because it's not just Dak Prescott. It's not just that they lost. It's Dak Prescott's injury as well that makes them uh, much lower. And, and honestly, there's a pretty good chance they'll be even lower than this. But I'm giving Cooper Rush a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here before I drop the Cowboys even more. I'm, I'm giving Cooper Rush a chance because that one start last year, they actually won the game against the Vikings. Number 22, Patriots. 
Not very often the Patriots have been in the 20s. There's a chance they're there like the whole season. Sounds like Mac Jones is going to try to play against the Steelers. That's a sneaky big game, right? Steelers could get out to 2-0. and Patriot, or they could both be 1-1. Sneaky big game, Patriots-Steelers. Patriots, obviously, are going to have to play much, much better. Number 21, Commanders. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again. They got the full Carson Wentz experience. It's real, and it's spectacular. I don't I, – I, it's hard to look at Carson Wentz and picture a team having double-digit wins because he just has enough brain farts each game that – they're going to lose a few of them. And then there's other games that they're going to lose just because they're going to lose. But I think they'll win, I don't know, eight games. They've got some pretty good players. I mean, the receivers look pretty good. So, I don't know. Commanders are about who I thought they were. I, I, Wentz, I, I would say this. I think Wentz overall played better than I thought, which is why I moved them up. Number 20, the Arizona Cardinals. So, the Cardinals, I dropped a couple spots. Because I didn't want to overstate one game against a really good Chiefs team. But, my goodness. I mean, that was bad. That was real, real bad on every level. And it feels like this thing has the potential for the bottom to drop out. I think there's a chance that the Cardinals are just a bad team. Number 19, Detroit Lions. Move them up even though they lost. I'll tell you why. They got some good pieces. I mean, they scored 35 points on the Eagles, and the 35 points were legit. They were converting third downs. Their O-line looked good. Swift is good. Chark played well. Goff looked pretty good defensively. They weren't great, but they got a lot of um, havoc on Hertz. Hertz's legs saved the Eagles in this game. Lions are going to be a uh, they're going to be a tough out. Number eighteen, Tennessee Titans. I only dropped them one spot, but that's because I already had them at seventeen. I already wasn't really that high on the Titans coming into the season, and they rewarded that preseason opinion. Now look, their D line still played well. Rashad Weaver, Jeffrey Simmons, but you lose AJ Brown, you lose Harold Landry, you're you're losing a lot. I mean, you're, you're losing as, as the one or two best players on both sides of the ball. I mean, you could say Simmons is better than Landry. Okay. You could say Derrick Henry is better than A.J. Brown. Okay. But it's tough to overcome that. Number 17, Pittsburgh Steelers. So impressed by that organization's ability to never relent, to never have a give up year, to always you know, everybody always thinks, oh, you got to have a bad year, rebuilding year. In Pittsburgh, there's no such thing. And by the way, it sounds like there's actually a chance that T.J. Watt could come back late October, that maybe it's a partial tear. That would be interesting. Number 16, Indianapolis Colts. Move them down several spots. They were disappointing. You know, they were actually fortunate to come back in that game to tie it. They probably should have lost that game, although they easily could have won it if Blankenship made that field goal. Uh, but I I give uh, – I, I got to knock them a little bit. I just 
I thought they would be better. Now, Matt Ryan started to heat up a little bit in the second half, so we'll see if they can carry that forward to this week. Number 15, the Las Vegas Raiders. I think the Raiders are pretty good. I had them at 14 last week. I think they're a borderline playoff team. They need their quarterback to play better. I said it yesterday. They got a lot of good pieces there. They need Derek Carr to play better than he did. He and Herbert were the difference in that game. That loss to me was on Carr. 14, the 49ers. Moved them down three spots. Trying not to get too worked up about one game in a monsoon on the road. But here's what I always say about the power rankings, Brian. Week two becomes very important, right? I, I don't. I, I never make a big deal about one week, but so after week one, I feel like I'm going like seventy five percent on my preseason expectations, twenty five percent on what I saw in week one. After week two, I'm going like eighty five percent on what I've seen this season so far, fifteen percent preseason expectations all right moving on number 13 the dolphins dan Marino. miami dolphins miami dolphins miami dolphins beat the patriots again you know i think the good news is there i thought it was a really good start for mike mcdaniel as a head coach they found a way to win he had some gutsy plays i thought Tua looked okay Listen, you beat the Patriots by double digits, by two scores. I don't care what happened. You're doing something. Number 12, the Broncos. I dropped them three spots. I mean, they didn't look great on defense, especially in the first half. And in the, in the second half, they were kind of a debacle. But, I mean, they really should have won the game, maybe even by two scores. But certainly they should have won the game. So I dropped them. But I'm not dropping them that much. That was a game that they just choked away, not a game in which it really changed my opinion about them all that much. Number 11, the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings! So this is a team that I'm mad at myself because I should have had more like 14, 15 before the season. And I moved them up a lot because I don't know why I had them as low as I did and in week zero before the season. I really don't understand why I did that because I think they're good. I mean, their O-line looks better. Their skill is very good. Their defense with Zedarius Smith is better. I think the Vikings are a playoff team and a threat to win that division. Number 10, the New Orleans Saints. You know, they're about what I thought they were. I, I'm a little surprised I moved them up three spots. has more to do with the teams that were ahead of them, I suppose. Because they got run on. They didn't look great most of the game. But they won. They found a way to win. And I felt much better about Jameis based on how he played, you know, in the second half of that game. Really fourth quarter. Number nine, Cincinnati Bengals. I only dropped the Bengals one spot. They still should have won the game. You know, do they have O-line issues? Yes, but that's a continuity and chemistry thing a little bit, I think. Those guys just got to have to get used to working together. They went up against a very good Steelers front that had um, that did a really nice job, as we saw, of 
making sure they had some exotic blitzes that the Bengals didn't pick up. But Joe Burrow turned it over five times, and they still should have won the game. That's pretty good in my mind. Number eight, the Green Bay Packers. Dropped them three spots because some of the things that were a concern coming into the year are still a concern. They, The offensive line was not great. And I can't sit here and say, oh, they'll be good when Elton Jenkins and Bakhtiari come back. I don't know that that's the case. I don't know how, how healthy those guys are going to be or how well they're going to play. And the receivers are an issue. I mean, the things that I was concerned about, I'm still concerned about. Number seven, the Philadelphia Eagles. Didn't move them up or down. I thought they had some issues on both sides of the ball that surprised me a little bit, frankly. Couldn't get off the field on third down against the Lions. Couldn't stop DeAndre Swift. On offense, they did a bad job blitz, picking up blitzes from the Lions. It was not a, not a great start for the Eagles. Hurts kind of bailed them out. Hurts and A.J. Brown to get that win. Number six, the L.A. Rams. Well, they were really bad. But they played my number one ranked team. Spoiler alert. And they're in a situation where they still have some really good players. You know, they kind of ran into a buzzsaw. Let's see how they look this week. Number five, the Chargers. San Diego Superchargers. San Diego Chargers. I always think, Brian, what do you think it's like for someone that's listening for the first time? Uh, I think they may have. First Power Rankings Tuesday. What do you mean? Like, did they just drive When they hear me, like, sing the Miami Dolphins song or sing San Diego Superchargers, is that like an automatic, I'm not going to listen to this show again or watch it on YouTube.com slash NFL, Or is it a, this guy is a former player. He's hilarious. He's goofy. I kind of like it. I'm going to keep listening. I think it could be either one. Maybe a combination of the two. After he's driven off the side of the road, by the way. Yeah, that's probably true. Don't don't listen to this show while you're driving to work. Um, I will say this, by the way. Make sure that you are following us on social media because we're giving away more Maddens this week. And I want to give them away to you. Like, I want to give the Maddens to you. So go ahead and make sure you're following and you do the things we ask you to do because then you got a great chance to win it. Number four, the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are about what I thought. Defense played very well. Lamar Jackson's good. The the O-line injury issues, the injury issues in general with Peters and the running backs and, you know, Juwan James and Stanley, they're still there. And they didn't run the ball very effectively. But the Jets kind of sold out to stop the run because everybody has the same thing. Make Lamar Jackson beat you. The funny thing about that is he usually does. Number three, the Bucks. The Bucks ranking stops here. What does that mean, by the way, Bry? Like you know, I know how that's. I know how that is an expression. The buck stops here, right? Like I get that. Like put the onus on me. Like it's about me. The buck stops here. But where does that come from? Where's that? What do you mean, the buck? I I don't know. I'm not even going to pretend to come up with an answer that I'm going to make up. And don't. I got to Google where that came from. Like everybody knows the expression, 
But what's it from? The buck stops here? Like, are we talking about the animal that has antlers? Are we talking about a dollar bill? Like, what? what is the buck that's stopping here with me on this show? Because on this show, Bri, the buck stops here, okay? If you like the show, that's on me. If you don't like the show, it's on me. The Bucks stops here. So the Bucks were fine. Their defense played really well. But the Cowboys' offense is kind of a disaster. They were not in sync offensively. Godwin's probably out till October, according to Sports Injury Central. So I don't know. I, I mean, they'll still be in the mix at the end. Number two, Kansas City Chiefs. It's interesting because, to me, the Chiefs and the Bills were clearly the two best teams. Clearly. I mean, far and away in front of all the other teams. Like, they're way ahead of the pack, which ultimately means nothing right now, but they were super impressive. All right, the buck stops here is a phrase that was popularized by Harry Truman, who kept a sign with that phrase on his desk in the Oval Office. The phrase refers to the notion that the president has to make the decision and accept the ultimate responsibility for those decisions. Yeah, I get that. But why is it the buck stops here, Harry? I get that part. Everybody knows. Well, I didn't know it was Harry Truman that did it, but everybody knows that that's what the expression means. It says this was meant to indicate that he did not pass the buck to anyone else, and he accepted the personal responsibility for the way the country was governed. Right, but what's the buck that he'd be passing? What are we even talking about? I am. This is... This is the stuff, you know what I am? And I would encourage you guys to be this. I'm intellectually curious. I like ask, I love asking questions. I like learning things. I am filled with useless information. Go ahead, Brian. The phrase is based on the metaphorical expression, passing the buck derived from poker gameplay that came to mean passing blame or absolving oneself of responsibility or concern by denying authority or jurisdiction. Uh. Okay, I don't play poker. That's a poker term. Yes, that's what I needed. Thank you, Bri. You're welcome. Now, next time someone says, I'll be like, you know, that's actually a poker term originally. And then Harry Truman's the one that coined it. Can't wait. Bam, that's going to be cocktail party gold. There you go. All right, moving on. Russ's number one team, which is totally meaningless, but it's fun and will get many of you incredibly annoyed, is... The Buffalo Bills. Feels like this was 10 years ago when they played, but they looked real good, especially the D-line and the O-line for that matter. I'm going to see them in person on Monday, and I think they're probably real good. Looking forward to it. Other than that, shout-outs are in order. Make sure you listen to the Even Money podcast. I'm telling you guys, even if you're not into betting, you would really find it interesting to hear how a professional better like Steve looks at these games, to hear how I look at the games. Shout-outs, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, Evergreen Economics, MyFrontPageStory.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.